Howdy, y'all. You're listening to Tall Tales and Hay Bales. I'm your host, Beast Bass. The uh, topic I want to talk about in this episode is duck hunting. Uh, down here in the Gulf Coast, we got pretty decent duck hunting. Uh, we get a bird down here that most people don't get called the redhead. Um, dang things are everywhere down here. You know, you can only shoot two of them, and you may only see 500 of them the whole time you're out. So you shoot two of them guys, and you, you know, sit there and watch them fly by the rest of the morning. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not saying anything bad against conservation or whatever else, but it just so happens if there's a million of them in the United States, 990,000 live right here. So it kind of makes it hard uh, sometimes. And the thing is, is they're dumb birds. I mean, you could be standing out there butt naked, swinging a samurai sword around, and they're going to cup up right over the decoys right in front of you. Uh, So, you know, your hunt's done in three minutes past shooting light. Um, you know, I've, I've had my fair share of, of, uh, good duck hunts and bad duck hunts. Um, I always want to tell you about a couple of them here. We were, me and an old buddy, my hunting buddy, uh, who works down in LNG now, uh, we were out hunting in a place called Cowtrap Lake. We were hunting there before it got real big and and busted out with people. And uh, we went out early and, you know, it was early season. And we get out there, we set up, and it's just hot, man. It's just, it's all hot as can be. And we set up in this little small pond we found off and we were, you know, glassing for redfish one day and we said oh this would be a good spot so we sit out there we don't see a thing uh eventually we're just fooling around and you know shooting light comes and people are boom 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 all behind us and whatever else and we figure out that where we're at is where everybody walks through to get to the big pond behind us where everybody's slaying them and so we're just sitting there listening to everybody smoke them. Uh, and as I turn around to look to see what they're shooting over there, I turn back around. There's a duck sitting right in the little pond. Tries to fly off, and boom, I take it down. Uh, go over there, and it's a really nice, really nice widgeon drake that I actually got on the wall here at home. Um, and that's the only duck we got the entire hunt. Well, we decided to stay a little longer, and people are, you know, slamming out and all there on their boats, and we're like, shoot, that's more hunting for us, and heck yeah, so we go out, to, we kind of climb our way into the big pond and try and pot shot a few left and right, and we do good, and everybody's just leaving, and we don't get why. So eventually, we get back on the boat and, you know, start getting our way out of sand, uh, out of cow trap, and make our way back onto the San Bernard. And we see the we see why everybody left, and there's a big old storm coming right for us. And uh, you know we had a just a small horsepower 
uh, mud boat. And uh, so we weren't going much of nothing as far as boat speed goes. And we get swamped up in this freaking storm. I mean, it was absolutely insane being in this flat bottom in the middle of the San Bernard River. And it gets so bad, you know, the rain's hitting so hard that you can't even see. You know, it stings your face. So my buddy's driving with the, uh, it's a just a regular old prop stick handle driver there's no there's no you know there's no steering wheel or nothing and i'm up front and he says hey you know i don't know where we're at because i mean it's blinding rain and uh i pull my phone out thank god i got a dang you know waterproof case life proof case and uh i look at it and we took a wrong turn out of San Bernard, and we're heading straight out to the Gulf of Mexico. Well, it, it's getting pretty bad out there. Uh, we're, we're taking on a lot of water. And so we just end up having to slam it off onto some random little pothole island thing, wade that storm out for about 40 minutes, get all the water out of the boat, and, you know, thank God we made it back. Uh, but, I mean, it was just an absolutely crazy situation. Absolutely crazy. A uh, couple weeks later, we come back out with a couple of buddies on one of their big fancy rigs. It's got like some stupid, stupid setup. I mean, you know, something that costs more than your truck, and it's just a boat to go duck hunting in. When we get out there early, you know, we're, we're, we're leaving the house at like 2.30 in the morning. Cause we got this sweet spot, you know, and we get out there and, uh, you know, one of the guys pulls out a little flask and says, Hey, anybody want a drink? So, you know, we, everybody pours a little bit in their coffee and, uh, we're all just sitting there hanging out and it's dead quiet. You know, it's four in the morning, you know, about 30 degrees, you know, just pitch black. I mean, you can't hear nothing but the water rippling. You know, I, I I tell you, if you've never been duck hunting, it is a real man's sport. Because you got to walk through water. You got to sit in water. It, it You know, the best duck hunting conditions are freezing rain with a good wind. And you're not sitting in some crazy blind. You're sitting on your butt. And some sawgrass out in the middle of a bio or on a riverbed, you know. I mean, it's it, it, it it's for real men, and but it's absolutely beautiful because you know you're miles and miles and miles away from anything, and uh, scary at the same time because you get hurt out there, and well, you might not make it back, but uh, we get out there and. It's just quiet as all get out. And one of our buddies says, man, it's too darn quiet out here. And he just, boom, shoots off a shell. Well, when he shoots off that shell, you know, the, the little moon's coming out to where we can kind of see each other. And it turns out that the pond we were sitting on that early in the morning was a was a goose roost. Uh, roost is where all the, the birds kind of lay up at night. And when he shot that round, they all come honking out of nowhere, getting up off the roost. 
and they're flying around. And I tell you, they were telephone pole high, and there was probably 10,000 of them. Blotted out the moon. It was pitch black again. And they were so low that if, if it was shooting light, you could, have th- you could have swung your shotgun and smacked a couple. One of the most amazing experiences I've ever been through. I mean, 10,000 geese that don't know you're even there flying right over the top of you. Absolutely amazing. You know, uh, we went out to, and I'm just kind of rambling on with all these different duck hunting stories, but the craziest duck hunting story I had didn't even have to do with the hunt. My brother had an old CJ Jeep. Uh, old, I mean like 60s, whatever, something something like that. Oldest can be. Didn't have no lights but brights. Didn't have no top. Um, just welded a rollover bar over the top of it the two days before we were driving it down. We were driving down to Freeport to go hunt uh, some, some, some family land. Uh, we get down there. You know, everybody's flashing their brights at us, and we can't do nothing about it because that's all we got. Uh, it's freezing as all get out. And like I said, there's no roof, so we're freezing the whole way there. We get down in the, in the river slough, and we slam a couple of them. We probably get, you know, it's six a person if you do good. That's your limit, but we probably got eight total. And I brought my AK-47 down just in case we saw a pig or two as we left because it's on 600 acres that we we run fence out there. And uh, the Jeep was, it needed some work, let's just say that. And uh, we were driving back, you know, got off the, off the, the farm and we're driving down one of the highways down there and we just passed over the bridge and we are going to stop by my nan and papa's house, which is about, I don't know, two miles from the turnoff. And we're driving down, and all of a sudden, the truck, the, the Jeep just starts going off to the right real slow. And so I start turning the wheel left, and my brother screams at me. He says, man, turn. The, turn. I said, boy, I'm turning. And we're going right off in this ditch. And it's not like your regular ditch you see in the city. You know, it's like a 20-foot ditch full of water. And so I'm just, I'm turning the wheel left. I lock it left, and we're still turning right. And I'm, you know, I'm starting to freak out a little bit. We're going about 40 miles, 50 miles an hour. And we kind of run off the ditch a little bit, and we hit something, like a big rock or something, and it pops our wheels left. We pop left, hit the highway, almost going sideways, and then we go airborne. <laughs> and... And we start flipping, right? When we hit airborne, I looked at my brother, and the look on his face was priceless. I mean, that dude's eyeballs were about to explode out of his head. And we start boom, 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 rolling left and right. And finally, we skid to a stop, and we're hanging. The Jeep's laid on the driver's side. And uh, I cut my seatbelt and get out. And he's, you know, he's about five... 10, 280, he's a big old boy, and he's just hanging in there by his seatbelt, so I whip my knife out, and I cut him out, and we look, and there's ducks all over the highway, 
my loaded AK-47s all over the highway, my our shotguns are all over the highway. Uh, and the crazy thing is, is right before we got on the highway, I don't use, I didn't usually wear seatbelts. My brother told me to wear it. He said, "Put your seatbelt on." I said, all right. So I put it on, and uh, he ultimately saved my life. And he lets me know that anytime he wants something. So I, I'll probably never hear the end of that. But uh, so we start looking around, and the first thing we do is, is we get out and. Jeep's leaking. I said, hey, well, let's flip this sucker back over. So we flipped it back up, and we start picking up all the stuff left and right. And my brother says, man, your face is screwed up. And I said, really? And I kind of touched my face, and there's just blood all over it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, dang. And, uh, you know, so I figure I got a pretty messed up thing on my face. And uh, we're picking up everything. He goes, man, my arm hurts. And I said, ah, you're all right. Stop being a sissy. And we keep going. And he goes, man, my arm really hurts. And I said, well, let me look at it. And I look at it. And he's got a hole probably the size of a nickel, probably about an inch deep, right above his elbow. <laughs> I don't know what he did. Uh, but that thing was gnarly. And he said, how's it look? I said, oh, it's good. You got a little scratch. And, uh, you know, I didn't tell him all that, you know, because I didn't want him to freak out. But he ended up breaking his elbow, broke his elbow, shredded his hand up. And I, we got to the we got to the emergency room because my nana and papa and my old man came out there. And they said, well, let's go just in case. And, you know, they treated me for my – I ended up – what I did was I ended up scraping my face across the concrete and tore it up pretty bad. And, you know, he broke his elbow and – I asked him, I said, so how'd that all happen? And he said, whenever it started flipping, he just instinctively stuck his hand out the car like he was going to stop the dang thing from rolling. And that's how it happened. Uh, Needless to say, the Jeep did not make it. It was totaled. The frame was bent out of place. Everything was smashed. The only thing that really saved us besides me wearing my seatbelt was the fact that 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 rollover bar was welded on like two days before we took it out there. Um, So that's absolutely nuts. Uh, Needless to say, we ain't duck hunted that spot since because you could could associate that to bad luck. Uh, Man, I just, it was absolutely insane. I, I, I've always wanted to go duck hunting out in Stuttgart. I got a coach out there that coach I coach with it that's got a place out there in Stuttgart and he talks about, you know, there's more there's more greenheads or mallards for those who don't know what I'm talking about. More greenheads out there that you can shake a stick at. And he sends me pictures of a boat that's about to get sunk because it's so full. Um, so if you're listening and you got a place out in Stuttgart, you need to call Beast Bass up and tell him you want to take him out, uh, to Stuttgart. You know, I'll show you how to shoot a few out of the sky. Um, well, that's it for this episode. Just talked a little bit about duck hunting. Um, 
I'll probably talk more about duck hunting. I mean, you can't talk enough about that kind of stuff. Uh, hope you enjoyed it once again. Uh, if you like these episodes, you can subscribe. Also, uh, donations, you know, to keep this stuff going. Keep me on top of my game. Uh, those are always appreciated. Uh, look forward to y'all listening some more. Thanks and God bless.